If you're laughing, that means you have confidence. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2x speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. This is Sydney from Philly. So I want to know how to deal with a blunt boss. So I started a job um, four months ago, which I really like. Um, It's a small business with one owner who I like, but she's super busy and I do taxes. So her communication style can be blunt and short (laughs) to say the least. And she's extremely busy and I respect that, but I'm not sure how to communicate with her effectively. So here's a silly example. She'll ask me why I bought four oranges. And I reply in detail why I bought four four oranges and why I believe that's correct. And I'll ask for her feedback. And she'll respond with something like, well, as long as there's four oranges, that's all I need to know. Um, I'm thinking like, uh... So any tips you have on how to communicate with her effectively are... Welcome. Thanks. Unfortunately, I'm usually the blunt boss. So (laughs) I'm the person that people are like, oh, Vanessa, scary. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It can be terrifying. Uh It can be terrifying to have someone who's just so direct. Mm -hmm. And, And I think especially from a woman who's very direct, like we're so used to hearing this from men usually like it in maybe not in email but like vocally Mm. like just very direct but from a woman it comes across a certain way and that's just our gender bias that exists in life Mm -hmm. right but like i i have found it very useful to just like cut to the chase and like this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it and these these are the action items right and people are always get very defensive when i speak like that and so i've like had to learn to soften it maybe not caveat it but just like read them into like, Hey, we're about to just have a checklist. Are you ready? (laughs) Catch the checklist. Right. (laughs) And like, in fact, one of the best trainings I ever attended was, was precisely that it was like how to, how to co-present a meeting. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and the presenter literally had a ball (laughs) and they were like, listen, if I, if I do this action of like raising my hand above my head, it has a ball in it. You're, if you're looking at me, you're right. preparing to catch something. I'm, I'm prepared to catch a ball yeah. that she doesn't have in her hand because she's <laughs> right. just raising her arm. Right. <laughs> and it, it also depends on the kind of ball I have. Like if right. I, if I raise my hand to throw what looks like a baseball, but suddenly I, it turns into a football in the middle of it. That's, that's requires you to catch differently. You're the catcher like a baby uh-huh. or you're catching like with a, like two hands, like a glove. Yeah. Right. The, and the point of that was like, when you're in this team presentation thing, you have to like prepare the person you're, throwing the ball to or you're throwing the meeting yeah. to to prepare like to prepare to catch the thing you're going to throw totally and don't change your mind halfway through the prep right mm-hmm. that, that that's what i that's what i meant by like you got a checklist make, i'm making a checklist guess what i'm going to throw you the checklist you got the checklist great we got the, <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's that it's like okay. it's like it's like in writing the high school thing it's like uh writing a, a, a paper an essay right it's like tell them what you're going to say say what you're going to say tell them what you said yeah exactly right? that's 100%. the introduction Intro, body yeah, conclusion yeah. right hamburger style, style yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
there's there's so many there's so many ways to like give this example and this this next one might be a little convoluted but i'm hear me out (laughs) (laughs) we always do perfect you're gonna get a chinese lesson after the break Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Vanessa, you promised us before the break a Chinese lesson. Yeah, you ready? I think so. So the first thing you need to understand about Chinese is like the least convoluted part of it is the grammar. It is subject, time, place, verb, object, always. That is the structure of every sentence. It does not change. It does not deviate. There are some instances in which you can put the time first, but generally speaking, you don't. Whereas English grammar, you're just like, fuck man, you just like Frankenstein that shit. (laughs) And some of that simplicity comes from the fact that like Chinese is so contextual that they require to know precisely mm. where the subject, time, verb, place, oh, and object is, right? I respect it. Yeah, Sounds like no, my kind of language. It's really good. So like rule number one, if you want to sound like a native speaker, is if you're getting asked a question, you answer the question with the verb that was handed to you, right? Like if I'm going to ask you, hey, did you, did you walk there? You're going to answer, yes, I walked there. If I ask you, have you walked there? And you say, yeah, I went. That sounds fine in English. It does not sound fine in Chinese. Oh. And the difference is this. Like, hey, Nizolama, which is, did you walk there? And you say, Wozola, I walked. I hear the zo in there. The zo, the zo. <laughs> yeah, the zo is the thing you're okay, listening for. Okay, got right? it, got the zo. And, but if I ask you, Nizolama, and you say, Wochuguo, those sound nothing alike. There's no zo. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what a native Chinese speaker would be like, what the fuck, what the, what, what? Because chu is like a verb that means to go, right? But it doesn't mean it in the same way that zo is. Right. So now you're you're putting more context in the conversation that doesn't belong there. And the, and the, chi- the native Chinese speaker is going to be looking for that context. Did I miss something? Did I forget something? Where, like, it was supposed to be subject, time, verb, place, object. <laughs> you broke the rule. And you just did it. <laughs> exactly. So like... I think the same thing about executive communication. That executive has a very specific way that they think about things. Subject, time, verb, place, object, right? Yeah. And they need to be very straightforward with it. Mm-hmm. You, as the as the bottom of the corporate America decision pyramid, you're going to know so much fucking more about the yes. problem. You're going to understand more of the nuance, more of the context, more of the whatever. They don't need that. They can't handle the context because they're at the top of the pyramid making all kinds of decisions. On average, an executive in a, in a corporation gets interrupted every 20 minutes oh and forced to make a decision. That's, that's exactly what their job is, which is why you find most CEOs will spend the first two hours of their day not in the office getting their shit done. Right. And then they'll come in so they can be this revolving door because people are coming to them A or B, A or B. Exactly. And what the last thing they need is A because XYZ, FD, F. Orange is zebras, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, right? blah. Like, uh-huh. It just needs to be A or B. Uh-huh. Out. Totally. 
So, so like that's, that's where this is so useful for me, or at least in my brain. Welcome to how <laughs> Vanessa's brain works. It's like in Chinese grammar, subject, time, verb, place, object. If I'm going to, and the, if I'm going to answer a question, I'm going to answer it with the verb you've so kindly provided me oh, because nice. that's the only context in which you will understand my answer. Totally. Wazola. Out. Done. <laughs> Quit talking. <laughs> you know? Totally. And I, I know I've said this before in a different context, but like attorneys will do the same thing. Only answer the question that was asked of you. Like if I ask you, do you know what time it is? Don't you fucking tell me the time. Say yes or no. <laughs> Correct. Yes, I know the time or no, I don't know the time. That's all I'm asking you, right? right? So like when it comes when it comes to this, like somebody's asking a question, read the room, understand the energy and only give back what they're giving to you, right? So like if they're asking for lots of context in the question, give plenty of context back. And some of that like... Some of that nuance comes in knowing your manager. Like, yeah, absolutely. Over t- like you're learning this about yeah, your manager, and, totally. and it will come over time. Um, I think part of the what will come over time is the not overthinking. Uh huh. Totally. You know what I mean? Because I think, and I'll say especially as women, mm-hmm. there's a tendency to overthink and overfeel. Yeah. About what's being communicated. So, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> When I was a baby associate <laughs> in corporate America, um, I was uh, I was a junior graphic designer. I was asking the brand manager. You really were a baby associate. No, yeah, baby, baby. Um, I I was like working on the um, the creative for uh, something we sold, which was a. Uh, speaking of babies, it was um, the foam corner protector. Oh, nice. So that okay. was soft foam. It would shape. So kids it don't as, end up with dents in their foreheads. Yeah, you yeah, put it on life. the sharper <laughs> objects in your home. And so I said to Len, the brand manager, Len, how are you? I hope you had a good weekend. Um, I'm working on the PDP assets for the corner protectors from this brand. Um, and I was just wondering when you have a minute, would you mind letting me know um, the length of the corner protectors? Um, oh my God, I'm already irritated. It's the SKU um, B012345678. Um, here's the link um, and let me know when you have a second. No rush. Thanks so much. Oh my gosh. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I would reach through your computer and murder you. <laughs> and what did len say he literally said nothing else in the slack but 2.5 inches oh he deserves a gold star (laughs) no emojis but how did you react to that (laughs) terror i was it just felt like so confronting in a way that i wasn't able to identify at that time in my career um but what i learned to appreciate over time because len was the only one i could work with easily ah yeah uh uh-huh a hundred percent like it's it's almost in the same vein as like boomers versus millennials texting, right? Boomers will have full grammar. We're, I guess this is the, we're calling this the grammar lesson apparently. <laughs> but like, they'll use full grammar, commas, periods, semicolons, right? Millennials are like, if you put a period in it, suddenly I'm assaulted. Yeah, totally. I need at least two exclamation marks. Yeah. And if you're not giving exclamation marks, I need emojis. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. okay, where is this microaggression coming from? <laughs> Karen? Aggression! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. But you... I love working with the lens of the world. Just give me what I'm looking for. hundred percent. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that you've learned this. Thank you. And I learned it early on. Yeah. That's the time. Just do what's expected. You ask a question, get an answer. It doesn't mean anything. I think I am the anomaly here, Holland, because like I have had to coach women so much on not doing the overthinking bit, not equivocating, not assuming the intent of the question or the answer or whatever is bad. 
bad. Not reading in context that doesn't exist. Not assuming we did a bad thing. I think that's the thing I relate to most is like, Mm. if your manager simply asks you a question that she doesn't think that you're a terrible person. Yeah. In fact, you'll love this. I asked this question of my manager and he started doing like what is what I've seen women do a lot, which was okay. hilarious. I was like, this wait, is a role wait, reversal. Wait, say more. <laughs> so like I asked him, I, I was out of the office for a day and I just lobbed a question into Slack. I was like, Hey, what did you and the CEO do yesterday? And he just like launched into like the most precious communique <laughs> I have ever <laughs> received from this man. He just was like giving me way more detail than I needed. And in like, like soft boy style. Do you know what oh, I mean? Shit. Yeah. Just like, just like, well, I did this and then I did this. And then, you know, I was in here for this, but that was because of this, 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 this. And I was just like, it was reading so fucking defensive. Mm. And like, I just I, like on some levels, like, Oh, you're adorable. On the other hand, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so irritating. I asked you a question and I want an answer. Mm. I needed bullet points. Well, d- we shipped this, 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 and this. We also moved the ball down the field and this, 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 and this. I need a play-by-play. I don't need like Jane Austen. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, so you were poor and then you tried to marry a rich guy and he didn't like you. Great. You're trying to marry a rich guy. You fell in love with a poor guy and then you got married and now you're a church mouse. Great. I didn't need the rivers and the dells and the coaches and the shell of shades of letters that are like fully quoted. uh, Be thus polluted. Yeah. I don't need all of that. I just need like bullet points, but yes, it was listen, a woman in need of a man. (laughs) How does it start? A universal truth. Yeah. Uh, truth universally acknowledged that yeah. a man in possession of a fortune <laughs> must also be like... in want of a wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pod mom, don't come after me for not quoting Jane Austen correctly. <laughs> Jane Austen's on the shelf over there. Okay. We we'll want get, to we'll get her out. But like Jane Austen does not belong in corporate America. <laughs> Executive communication. Like I asked, what'd you guys do yesterday? I needed bullet points. What I got was a dissertation, frankly. This happened to me the other day, actually. Okay. So uh, one of our one of our mentees that we're working with um, sent me over a piece that he worked on for um, change making within the company, and okay. this was about how to change company culture. And I was super he excited wrote a about paper this. On this. First it's, of all, why is it not a video? Okay, okay, video agency. <laughs> okay, video marketer. You've seen me on LinkedIn. You're not you know wrong. what's up. I'm coming for you, people. The, but post That's this not the point. Sub one minute I'll do read you, bullshit. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Yeah. Give me a sec. So I. I print it out because I'm old. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I like marginalia. What can I say? So That's I've got fair. my pen. I've got my four pages on how to change company culture, which let me tell you was beautifully done. Okay. Yeah. He's not stupid. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm trying to get him hired anywhere mm, I can. Ooh. Yeah. So is he a good project manager? What does he know about video? <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I read it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really insightful. And I sent him an email back kind of just, saying this and saying, here's what I learned. And I had one, two, three bullet points. Nice. He says back, Holland, your ability to distill information down to the most significant takeaways is really impressive. Mm. It would have taken me a page or all six pages as it turns out (laughs) to convey what you took from the doc. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the support. I love that. Well, like, like (laughs) Shakespeare said it best. Brevity is the soul of wit. Right. And then it was uh, Mark Twain who said, I think, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have time. Uh-huh. It's the same with executive communication. And it mm-hmm. is so hard to have all that information in your brain as a lower level mm-hmm. um, independent contributor or yeah. manager in corporate America to have all this information in your brain and have to distill it upward. Mm-hmm. But the more that you can do that exercise, the muscle of like 
what is important to this executive out of all the things yeah. that I know? Yeah. What's the thing that's going to get this executive to say yes? That is a key skill to learn. That analysis will get you promoted faster than anything else. Because as that executive communicates with you and says, oh, they're consistently giving me the right information, the right amount of information, and the right timing of that information, mm -hmm. they will want you closer to them. They will want you around. They will start asking your opinions on shit, which sometimes means get the dough and the headlights look out of your face and go learn everything you can about that thing and then distill it and give it to them. Like the, uh, I have gotten a few 10,000 chunks of money in my paycheck because of that skill right there. Mm. Like it's Sydney. That's what this is worth to you. Mm -hmm, hundred percent. Like I, I, I did this exercise. Um, actually Sydney, this may be super useful for you now that we've arrived here. <laughs> um, my freshman year of college, because I, I say this with all humility because I was early accepted into the school that I applied to <laughs> and was accepted into the honors program. I was invited to a week before school started. Cause I'm a fucking nerd to go to take a one credit course for a week. It was mm -hmm. a summer intensive yeah. and it was taught by this really incredible man who worked um, for the center for strategic international studies. Mm. Um, and like, you know, was a consultant to governments, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, he was teaching us on in the international system, like how international systems work and like how the world works. Basically fantastic. Loved it. One of the things he taught us was like, he'd take a piece of paper and fold it into fours and in the top left corner, so top left corner, top right corner, bottom left, bottom right, right. you'd go 10 seconds, 10 minutes, an hour, and 10 hours. Oh. And then you'd put bullet points in each box for what your talking points were if you had the constraint of that amount of time. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, like, that's how you would end up giving speeches or, like, like taking all the expert knowledge that you have, right? And it's saying, like the elevator pitch all the way down to the semester course. Yes, exactly. So, if I have only 10 seconds, these are the things that I need to to make sure you understand about the situation. Like if someone asked him, what do I need to know about Israel Palestine? And he only had 10 seconds <laughs> as one bullet point. Right. And you can't talk fast. You gotta like make sure they get it. Right. And then the next one was like, okay, if I have 10 minutes, what are my bullet points? Uh -huh. If I have an hour, what are my bullet points? If I have 10 hours, what am I, what are my bullet points? Right? Like it was a fascinating exercise. We called it the 10, 10, 10 project, right? Like, Such an incredible exercise for corporate communication. Yes. I mean, communicate clearly communication of any kind, but totally taking that mm -hmm. skill set into corporate America. Yeah. So taking complex things, yeah. complex systems, right. And distilling them based on the creative constraints that you have said another way, the constraints of the meeting that you're in or who you're talking to. Sydney, I don't know if you relate to this, but when someone asks me a question in corporate America, I regularly assume that I did something wrong. <laughs> Worth laughing about. <laughs> That's so nice that you have so much self-confidence. If you're laughing, that means you have confidence. If you're like hitting the gut, that means you're like me. And I've gotten better at this over the years, but um, I think the worst like thought that comes through the mind is like, am I getting fired? Yeah, that's, that's the real thought because, and, and, totally. and, and just to validate that for a minute, like, yes, we can have human relationships. We mm -hmm. can communicate on an executive level. And this is the livelihood upon which everything in my life depends. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that like you would have trepidation over that. Yeah. Not only because your, your life depends on this, like your light, your livelihood your, yeah, depends on this relationship with your manager who is yep. sending you a slack and, and is asking you a question mm -hmm. that may have like very serious consequences for yeah. your life. And not to mention the fact that 
we might be all PTSD from layoffs. Right. Exactly. Like you, because you weren't allowed into the decision-making process, you yeah. don't know how yeah. that decision was made. And, and the, this is what I keep, I will beat this drum until I die. Like it hasn't, it had nothing to do with you. It was a financial decision, not a personnel decision, not a personality decision. Yeah. So the PTSD is understandable. Everybody. Totally understandable. <laughs> and whether it's a layoff situation yeah. or a, you're about to be put on a PIP situation. Yep. Good managers will tell you when you fucked up. A hundred percent. And if You'll they don't, know. that's on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so don't assume that the four oranges was a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, and it, you know, and also it may have just been, <laughs> I'm guilty of this because like in Chinese it's tonal. Right. Yeah. And after I got, after I, you know, lived for a year and a half in Taiwan, I stopped understanding how to speak English. <laughs> so, so this will happen more often than not. Like in, in Chinese, like when you ask a question, it's not a rising tone. Okay. It's like in, oh, in English, sure. it's like, hi, how are you? Right. It goes up at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's like in Chinese, it's like, hi, how are you? Mm, like all even and that's disconcerting tone. to English ears because they think it's a down tone I think it's a neutral tone or like they don't catch that it's a question okay so I will come across stating things rather than asking things mm-hmm. a lot oh when you're speaking English yeah when I'm speaking English because you're used to not inflecting yes at the uh-huh, end yeah. totally so like what that what that equates to in people's minds is like I speak in absolutes all the time like it's actually a question uh, like this is what we're doing rather than like this is what we're doing oh yes you do do that I do <laughs> It is very disconcerting. Can confirm. I was like, as soon as I point this out to you, you're going to notice it. God That's why it. I have well, this, is, this, point. Th- this the other day I was like, we no, it was yesterday we were like doing something and, and I was like, is that a period or a question mark? <laughs> Most of the time it's a question actually. Most of the time it is a question. Cause like, but it makes it feel like I'm uh, being told with the now, <laughs> which is also part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sydney, you <laughs> effectively uncovered a secret ah! I've been keeping from Holland. This, this is how time. she dominates. This is how she asserts her power. Well, that's that's what people assume it is. They think that I'm yeah. like not willing to cooperate, not willing to collaborate, not willing to have a conversation about it. When really I am, it's just like that little tone misstep is like misread by so many people. It's a tone misstep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but like, like I find that men don't care. Women are like, oh no. Did I just did I do something wrong? Did I like did I fuck that up? I'm like no 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 you didn't fuck it up. I'm asking a question. And they're like right. And oh, I th- you're asking my qu- opinion. Oh oh right right. And what I'm noticing here is that's so much wasted time. Totally, especially totally. In, cor- in corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. And and you find that like uh, at least I find that like I have to, there are some people that I have to handhold a little bit and like because I have to I can't just like lob something over the bow and be like, Hey, can you take care of this? I have to be like, read them into it. Right. I tend to leave them out of things. Cause I don't, like, cause it's t- extra work to work with them. hundred percent. I'm oh, like, I'm so, on a tight deadline and I have to ship things. And like, I don't right. want to, I don't want to deal with you and your emotions. I just want to get the thing done. So if you're not able to communicate in this way or tolerate communication in this way, mm-hmm. it makes you more difficult to work with. hundred percent. Aha. And like, this is why I'm, I'm calling this out that women are terrible at this. We do this all the time and it's keeping us from being in the room where it happened. Sydney, your manager is truly doing a great job, especially modeling normal corporate communication rather than like what women normally do in corporate communication, Right. right? Like communication just is, it's not good nor bad. It doesn't mean that you've done something good nor bad. It Mm -hmm. just exists as a neutral thing. It's a conveyance of words, it's a conveyance <laughs> of information, right? So the more that we can just not equivocate, not assume anything, right. just don't read into it. Just 
How many oranges did you buy? Four. Great. Why'd you buy four? Because there were four. Great. (laughs) Or something as simple as like, I eat two in the morning and two in the afternoon. Great. Order me four oranges. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just is. So at the end of the day, like, one, go talk to your therapist, but also two, (laughs) like, in in the interim, whatever the energy of the question that's asked, give it straight back. So, uh, Sydney, I just listened to your question again (laughs) Uh (laughs) to make sure that we've got (laughs) the answer, you know, the question and the answer. We've been a lot of places and lived a lot of lives. So (laughs) since you asked this question, if you're looking for tips on effective communication, Mm-hmm. My advice to you, having, <laughs> you know, Finesse is the one who's like, just answer the fucking question. Uh-huh. And I'm the one who's like, but does it mean anything about me? <laughs> yeah, you do this a lot. This is me. What I have found to be helpful in this is practicing it. Yeah. Because a lot of this tends to happen over Slack or like nonverbal, nonpersonal, like mm-hmm. communication where there's no body language involved. You can take a beat, take a breath and neutralize it in your head, mm-hmm. answer the question. And as you do this more, you will get better at it and you will realize that your manager doesn't hate you. Mm-hmm. She's not mad at you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get fired tomorrow. If you were, you would know. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. She <laughs> would tell you. It's not that easy to fire people, right? turns out. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Um, and, and I would just like allow yourself to begin the journey of practicing, mm-hmm. of practicing this type of executive communication. And like you'll notice when you start doing this, you will get people slacking you and saying, thank you so much for your clarity, for your directness, for your communication, for your whatever. Like people will want to work with you. They will prefer you over others. Mm -hmm. You and your, you and this owner, this VP, this, this manager of yours, you're going to be like this. And Uh I'm crossing my fingers. Like you're all, y'all are going to be tight. hundred percent. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Let us know next time she asks about oranges. I'm really dying <laughs> to the orange conversation. I, I thought that was like an example. I know, but still, I but want I it to like be it. real. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's giving like um, the Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> yeah. like the steak or the book or the <laughs> scarves or the skirts or something, right? I need skirts from Calvin Klein. And how many and what kind do not bother me with your details? <laughs> Can you spell Cabana? <laughs>